G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Ron Ross is our Middle East reporter and he's joining us once again. Ron, these talks in Iran, they're ongoing. It seems like that uh, deadline is passing and uh, there's no solution as yet. Yeah, the comments that have been made by Kerry and others have been very... uh, 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 without content. They haven't been giving much away except to say that they're at crucial times. But I've found that the comments made by the uh, UN Atomic Watchdog, the IAEA, uh, very interesting. On the weekend they said that senior officials were flying to Tehran uh, to make some contribution to the discussions. Uh, They said that they focused on 12 alleged activities that point to Iranian attempts to make weapons, including suspicions that Tehran worked on the development of a nuclear payload for missiles. They uh, relaunched their probe two years ago by asking for information on less sensitive work related to nuclear arms allegedly carried out by Iran with hopes of moving to larger issues later. Uh, It would be very interesting if this information is handed on to the negotiators to see where that may lead, but it would suggest that Iran is not really uh, sharing the dance with the Americans at the moment. No, it seems like we're going to go round and round in circles for quite some time yet. I'm very concerned because I've been reading about different countries, Germany in particular, that are already lining up to do business deals with Iran uh, the moment that the sanctions are lifted. So uh, it would see that money might be the issue and uh, uh, the Iranian uh, equipment with nuclear weapons secondary. And of course we've touched on the issue with nuclear weapons is that there is a far wide-ranging effect, and particularly toward Israel it would seem. Well, it impacts... uh, Israel particularly, uh, because of the support for the various terrorist organizations that are so close to Israel and the sponsorship that comes from Iran. It's totally destabilizing the Middle East uh, with uh, Iran's support for the Shiite militia. And uh, I've been seeing today the isolation of the Sunnis uh, may see them become very violent very soon. Yes, and those uh, those situations aren't getting any better either. I see Hamas has now confirmed that the Islamic State group is active in Gaza too. Yes, and for a long, long time, many months, Hamas has denied that the ISIS terrorist group are active in Gaza, uh, but ISIS-affiliated jihadist groups in Gaza have been carrying out sporadic rocket attacks against Israel after over the last few weeks. The attacks have been seen both as a direct attack on Israel as well as a challenge to Hamas for control of the Gaza region. ISIS jihadists have also been directly engaged in a violent struggle with Gaza's Hamas rulers, accusing them of not fully implementing Islamic law. Uh, 
And in an interview at the weekend, uh, Hamas Al-Quds TV spokesman uh, Musa Abu Mazouk responded to a recent video message from ISIS fighters in the Syrian city of Aleppo. He said, why did they want to turn Gaza into a sea of blood? And what capabilities does this group have to threaten us like this? which was an open admission of their existence. Well, that's right. And, of course, we've seen more horror stories in recent days about Christians being killed by ISIS, so we know that their their reach is just continuing to grow, isn't it, really? Yes, and I've been very, uh, I was very uh, touched by an article written by Julio Miotti, who's an Italian journalist, uh, who wrote, Have the Christians in the West heard Islamists proclaiming daily that they will not stop until Christianity is wiped off the face of the earth. He wrote, The dramatic situation has been perfectly described by Rabbi Haim Corsia, chief rabbi of France, who called for a reaction of fraternal solidarity in the face of hatred against Christians and established a comparison with the destruction of Eastern Jewry. He said what the Nazis did to Jews, they, uh, the current uh, enemy wants to do to Christians. He said in our memory alone, Christians have been expelled, killed, decimated, persecuted and exiled. And Eastern Christians are now personally experiencing the same experiences as the Jews who once lived in those places. Uh, so he's calling for uh, the Jewish population to stand with the Christians and uh, pr- and defend them against what he sees as a violent attack and one that's running out of control. The World Jewish Congress has also been very welcoming, haven't they, of late, of the Episcopal Church's rec- uh, rejection, I should say, of an Israel boycott. What's the story behind that? Yeah, I know the head of the World Jewish Council, the president, and he came out and commended the Episcopal Church in the United States uh, for rejecting the uh, movement, the Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions. That's the BDS movement. Ron Lauder, his name is. He said, we wholeheartedly thank the Episcopal Church Convention for lending its support to Israel on this issue and for taking a moral stand. He said, endorsing BDS does nothing to improve the plight of the Palestinians in particular, not of those employed by Israeli companies in the West Bank. Uh, He was not so uh, complimentary uh, to the uh, Mennonite Church in the USA and uh, the uh, General Synod of the United Church of Christ, who voted in favour of divestment uh, from Israel, and Benjamin Netanyahu has been openly critical, and he's saying that Israel needs to rise up and defend itself against this growing anti-Semitism uh, in Christian churches across the world. What do you think he means by defend itself? Well, there was an interesting article that I read yesterday where uh, there was a complaint by a writer that every time that they put the squelch on Israel, uh, Israel seems to find another creative way to produce more products, uh, more uh, scientific research, and continues to prosper and continues to grow while the nations around them are shriveling up. 
many of the enemies that were very strong against Israel a decade ago are no longer uh, have any strength at all, and Israel continues to grow. So uh, I just see that as the hand of God uh, with Israel and defending Israel, and those who curse Israel will be cursed. Now, there's been an interesting find, hasn't there, in Jerusalem? A second temple ritual bath's been found under a house there. In one of my favourite places, in Ein Karim, Jerusalem, uh, they uncovered a mikvah, a ritual bath, dating from the second uh, temple period, believed to be about 2,000 years old. Uh, The mikvah is considered large, uh, 3.5 metres long, uh, 2.4 metres wide, and 1.8 metres deep, and it's carved in stone and dug according to religious laws. Uh, I find it very interesting because Ein Karim is said to be a holy place in Christianity because of its association with the city of Judah, where the New Testament says John the Baptist was born and where Elizabeth, John's mother, met Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, Ein Karim is a wonderful place fantastic restaurants and very hospitable people. Uh, So it's a very exciting discovery. That's Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter. Ron, always good to chat. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.